Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. It's a total loss, no doubt about that. We spent the last, what, seven years building this up and... It's no more buildable. All of our houses have been destroyed. All, all five city council members are now homeless. But managing all the forests in every way we can does not stop climate change. And those who deny that are definitely uh, contributing to the tragedies that we're now witnessing and will continue to witness in the coming years. So the, the, the chickens are coming home to roost. This is real here. And it's not a question of pointing this way or that way, but pulling together in these tragic circumstances and thinking wisely and collaboratively. And that's the spirit in which I'm approaching uh, all that we need to do uh, in response to this fire, these fires. As usual, at the end of a Jerry Brown statement, I can't decide which area of hypocrisy and stupidity to go after first. Well, I would say that uh, in terms of the timing of that sort of a comment, if you're going to criticize Donald Trump 
for getting into um, uh, forest management and that sort of stuff while they're still pulling bodies out of buildings and cars. Um, how about Jerry Brown getting into the entire worldwide, decades-long situation of dealing with global warning, warming and saying, uh, if I deny climate change, I'm responsible for these people being dead in if, the midst of it. If you've been a skeptic of the climate change thing over the last several years, you're complicit in those deaths. God, how out of line is that? Well, it's wildly inappropriate. It's wildly inaccurate. It's incredibly insensitive. You know, I've said many times, and and this is with all due respect to some of our older listeners who are very, very sharp. I'm I'm so glad nobody has a collection of the things I said at age 18. And I probably shouldn't be making broad pronouncements in my 80s either, honestly, if I'm as gone as Jerry Brown is at this point. That is a ridiculous thing to say. It's just factually stupid. I don't even know where to begin. And and he offers up this awful, awful false choice of you're either for forest management or you believe it's climate change. Listen, we might be getting into a hot dry period. All right, fine. Great. Super. Might last two years. Might last 25. Might last 200. I don't know. Let's figure that out. That's great. No problem. I want I want to know that. Meanwhile. We've had idiotic, indefensible, environmentally extreme forest management practices in the western United States for many decades. And to quote a great piece I read about this, those regulations have resulted in the new normal, an endless and devastating fire system. Uh, So we have tons of dead trees, overgrown trees. A thick, thick underbrush everywhere. You know, we got, well, we could get into the emails. Uh, but we have a recipe for explosive wildfires over and over again right now. And a, a large percentage of it has been government policies. We put out all fires and we don't aggressively thin forests, which is just awful. Is that all of it? No. Yeah, we have to look at the utilities. And their equipment. Sure, we ought to prepare if it's going to be hotter and drier. Of course. But quit offering up false choices. Jerry Brown, who vetoed a bipartisan wildlife management bill in 2016, because he's such a fan of the environmental far left, because he's a hardcore limit development guy. To the extent that California hasn't built any significant water storage, as the population has nearly doubled, which is just malpractice. We have more on that to come. I want to hit a few emails uh, from folks. You can email us anytime, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Hello, boys. My sister, niece, her husband, and one-month-old son lost everything except the clothes they were wearing in the campfire. A couple of points I want to share. There was no warning, no sirens, phone calls, anyone screaming, none. It took six hours to get out of paradise, normally a 15-minute drive. Oh, my God. That would be a long six hours. Oh, my gosh. My 25-year-old niece lived in paradise all her life, so she not only lost everything she owned, all her friends who would be her support in an emergency did also, all of them. Boy, there's a good point that you don't think about. Um, something goes south in your life, you uh, you turn friends and family. After all, they all lost all their stuff, too. Right. Then what? Most of her friends' entire families lost all their homes. 
Aunts, uncles, brothers, sisters, grandparents, etc. lost their homes. The job she and her husband had are gone. All the schools she went to, stores she shopped, etc. They are gone. And then Keith, uh, who wrote this note, sent along a uh, California budget uh, worksheet that I think I understand that indicates that um, fire protection budget had been reduced by $50 million. That's because you have to choose between believing everything about global warming or fire protection, according to Jerry Brown. Whoops. Uh, let's see. My apologies. Uh, I picked up the wrong pile of stuff. Um, that is um, six hours on on the road with, I assume, the fire in your rearview mirror to the sides of your car. I mean, some some of those videos I've seen, it is like an actual nightmare, like the sort of thing you'd wake up screaming from, and people were living it. Just unbelievable. Right. Randy, in beautiful San Jose, who is a a frequent but always thought-provoking and respectful uh, critic-slash-asker of devil's advocate questions, says, As someone who voted for Trump, a decision I now question daily, I found his tweets about the California wildfires to be ill-timed and insensitive at best. But... They do raise questions like the following. How correct is Trump that failed land management policies have contributed to the severity of the fires? Um, He talks about uh, hearing about the subject for years. Years people have been talking about it. How much land management policies, how much did they have to do with the Camp and Woolsey fires? According to a Cal Fire response to Trump's tweets today, the federal government owns 60% of forested lands in California. How much is the federal government to blame for any failed land management policies? Are the occurrences of these fires and the severity of the fires related to climate change? Um, and he, he wants to know stuff like that. That's it's an excellent question. All of those are really, really good questions. And it is mind-boggling to me that the people in the western states aren't having serious, impactful discussions about all of this. And instead are shouting at each other over what Donald Trump tweeted. Um, yeah, the Wall Street Journal, as I mentioned, the editorial board says that uh, Trump largely got it right, and they go through a whole bunch of different statistics and everything like that. But one thing they point out, um, nearly 130 million trees died in California during the drought. Right. I, I lost a bunch of them myself, which really sucks, because the bark beetle that got into the state for the first time ever. Um, and nothing was done about all those dead trees, 130 million trees that died and then just sat there and got right. drier and drier. Well, that's because we can't let the, the, the forester rapists come into our forests, says environmentalism 1971, says the which Wall Street continues Journal. in the West. Once upon a time, the U.S. Forest Service's mission was to actively manage the federal government's resources, yet numerous laws over the last 50 years, including the Endangered Species Act, and National Environmental Policy Act have hampered tree clearing, controlled burns, and timber sales on federal land. California also even further restricts timber harvesting and requires myriad permits and environmental impact statements to prune overgrown forests. We've received so many emails, so many texts, so many calls from professional foresters, and there is unanimity on this question that we, the people, could enact sensible Forest management practices that protect the wildlife, that protect the forests, but thin them, get rid of the dead trees, get rid of the underbrush. It would be an enormous financial boon because the timber industry would profit. They would employ people. They would pay licenses to the municipalities, to the state, whatever, the counties. 
um, the federal government, everybody would win but for these antiquated extreme environmental laws. Going on from the Wall Street Journal, another problem for landowners in disposing of dead wood that you might have on your property, dozens of biomass facilities that burn tree parts that can't be used for lumber have closed due to emissions regulations and competition from uh, renewables and cheap natural gas, so there's no place to take the stuff. To burn leaves and tree limbs, I have this problem. Landowners must obtain air quality permits from local air districts, burn permits from local fire agencies, and potentially other permits depending on the location, size, and type of burn. I have lots of stuff that I should burn, but it's... like When I was a kid, my dad would get big piles of... uh, branches that came down from all our trees and we would do this regularly like once a week these giant bonfires Mm -hmm. from all these uh, tree limb stuff like that but you can't do that anymore and there's just another enough hoops to jump through that it's just easier to just nah i'll forget it i'll just let them lay there and build up well right i gotta believe and maybe you know burning is probably not the answer particularly in certain regions of the west that get very smoky um but I find it impossible to leave, believe that humanity can't crack that nut, can't come up with a solution of some kind or another. To uh, your point and that of the Wall Street Journal, Al Anonymous writes, My wife's grandparents have a house in the Tahoe area, Christmas Valley, perhaps you know it. The house is surrounded by trees, many of which are dead or dying due to various beetles, etc. They're not allowed to cut down any native trees on their property, even the dead or dying ones, without government permission. Wow. How's that for forest management? And how long does it take that government permission to come? And what does it cost you? Because remember, never use the term permit as a noun unless you use it as a verb. The government is going to permit you to cut down dead trees, and they are going to charge you for exercising your right as a private property owner. It may be because it's a national forest, right, Sal? I'm not sure if this is a California forest management problem or a federal one, but you can see it's definitely a problem. Um, I'd like to know Street what Journal. people did 50 to 100 years ago. They cleared around their houses to avoid this kind of stuff. Yeah, According to the Wall Street Journal, it's both, and the, both the state and the federal government need to get involved in uh, getting back to some sensible policies. But Well, listen, whenever you get into uh, the complexities of policy, uh, it, it gets more complicated, and I fully realize that. On the other hand, given the enormous, critical, and bitter need for this, I can't believe the people of the the Western states couldn't get together and come up with reasonable practices. Man, there'd never be unemployment again. If we devoted some of the billions and billions of dollars, we devote to wildfire recovery to smart management of the forests. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC, 415-295-KFTC. Or we could build an idiot bullet train. We are all dressed as our favorite Stan Lee characters today. I am, of course, dressed as Spider-Man, leaving nothing to the imagination in my skin-tight outfit. I'm uh, dressed as She-Hulk because I have gender questions. <laughs> uh, much more on the way. I'm identifying as a giant green woman. Boy, the Catholic Church took a step backwards yesterday. I suppose we'll get into that at some point. Uh, you're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. It's 
purely by accident. I heard there was a job open at this publishing company, and they published men's magazines and adventure mag and westerns and detectives, and they also had a little comic book line. I applied for the job, and I found out it was for the comic book division, which was a two-man operation, Jack Kirby and Joe Simon. And I was hired to fill the ink wells. They used ink in those days, and to run down and get him a sandwich and to do proofreading. That's how Stan Lee started. Who died yesterday at the age of 95. He created some of the biggest comic book uh, heroes of all time. His real name was Stan Lieber. He went by Stan Lee for comic books because he wanted to keep his real name for when he began his real career as a writer of novels. Wow. Oh, really? Yeah. And did he ever do that? Nope. No. Loser. <laughs> Failure, clearly. Failure. <laughs> he invented the Hulk and Spider-Man. And She-Hulk, which I'd never heard of, but I find alluring. Having now seen the picture. <laughs> she would be a forceful lover. She would be an energetic and difficult to control partner. I don't want to do any of these stories right now, maybe later, but there are several really serious stories out there. Huge step backwards for the Catholic Church yesterday. Very disappointing if you're hoping they're going to get their act together. Maybe we'll talk about that later. It looks like Israel and Hamas are back at war. That's not enjoyable to talk about really right now and hurling missiles at each other yeah. and a horrifying story out of afghanistan where their elite troops that we trained up to take on the taliban just got slaughtered over the weekend like 50 of them just a horrible story so i don't want to talk about any of those stories they're all just downers yeah they are they are all right here's a choice for you fascinating glimpse of the future or fascinating glimpse is of the ancient world. <laughs> Your choice. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm in a time machine. Do I go forward or back? It's a tough call. It is. Michael. Board operator Michael. Yeah. The true brains behind the outfit. Fascinating glimpse of the future or look at the ancient world. Fascinating glimpse of the future, please. The future it is. If, you were, if you're at a time machine and you could go forward 100 years or backwards 100 years, God, I think after you thought about it a bit, you'd go backwards because you'd know exactly what you're going to get. 1918, I, I know what to wear. I know how to talk. I know how to blend in. Whatever. you got to hit a costume shop before you go. You go forward 100 years, who knows what you'd step out into? Right. If Well, I, I think in terms of an exercise in imagination, i got to go forward. It would definitely be a scarier, you know, however, no. however long it takes to get there, sure. just because of the unknowns. I, even the currency. Of course, you couldn't bring, what are you going to bring, a, cr- a credit card back to 1918 or a current U.S. dollars? They'd look at them and say, nice fakes, idiot. How'd you make them look so fancy? I'd bring a bottle of water and a banana, at least. <laughs> you going to trade them? Get me through the day. Yeah, well, that would get you the... <laughs> Maybe a snack bar. And go down to the local... Uh, Horse Emporium and 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 muck out the uh, the stalls, earn yourself a couple of couple of pennies and go down to the general store. I guess. What if you step out and it's a bunch of people wearing uh, animal skins, with sticks and rocks? Got to recalibrate the old time machine. No, well, it's like Planet of the Apes, man. Wow, wow, You're we destroyed there. ourselves. Is that what happened? I think. So. The head of Mercedes-Benz was, uh, he gave a long interview the other day, Daimler-Benz, and he said a number of interesting things. He said their competitors are no longer car companies, um, 
but Tesla in a way, which is a car company, but now Google, Apple, and Amazon are. Software will disrupt most traditional industries, most of them in the next five to ten years. How is Amazon a competitor for a car company? I'm not following. For instance, Uber is a software tool. They don't own a single car. Well, they do now in their automated car division, but and they're now the biggest taxi company in the world. Airbnb is the biggest hotel company in the world. They don't own any properties. That's a pretty good point right there. You don't have to own cars or hotels to be the biggest taxi in the world or the biggest hotel in the world. He goes That's on, really interesting. He goes on a screen about artificial intelligence and uh, how it's improving and at a frightening rate, which is uh, unquestionable. Uh, in the U.S., young lawyers already can't get jobs. Because of IBM's Watson, you can get legal advice. Um, the, the more or less basic stuff within seconds, ninety percent accuracy, more accuracy than humans. Oh, and that'll get better exponentially and so quickly. I've learned recently that uh, IBM's rather aggressive in putting out really positive Watson news, and the reality on the ground is more measured. People who are using it, 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 it still needs work, but that's course, not but an it, indictment. That's no, just a statement. It'll so, happen. So yeah, fast. don't get carried away. Is my only, you know, uh, caution. Uh, Then they mentioned Facebook, which, of course, is bent on evil with uh, Google. (laughs) What I could see happening with the car industry is this whole idea of you just trade out different cars whenever you feel like it and drive them. That whole kind of lease thing. Like scooters. Yeah, like the scooters. A car subscription. Yeah, car subscriptions. Around 2020, the complete uh, autonomous car industry will, uh, I'm sorry, the complete auto industry will start to be disrupted. You don't want to own a car anymore. You will call a car with your phone. It'll show up at your location, drive to your destination. You'll not need to park it. You only pay for the driven distance, and you can be productive while driving. Our kids will never get a driver's license and never own a car. Well, maybe your kids. My kid already does. My kids. It will change the cities because we'll need 90 to 95% less cars for that. There's a lot more to this, too, and it's pretty thought-provoking. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Oh, yeah, we got Cal Fire's new stats on the wildfire as legislators look at PG&E's possible responsibility for starting one of those blazes. Wow, that's going to get uh, complicated. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. We're just talking about this sort of stuff, the changing face of everything. The data that car makers are getting from you from just driving your car around, your high-tech car around. Pretty interesting. I also have more from former Clinton senior advisor writing an op-ed piece in the Wall Street Journal saying she absolutely is going to run in 2020 and she will get the nomination. You're not talking about Hillary Clinton. No. Stop it. Stop trying to scare the children. And it's, uh, well, he's serious about it, it would seem. Among other things on the way. Uh, we didn't talk about the stock market plunging yesterday. Plunging! Boo! Boo! It, it goes up. <laughs> it goes down. Uh, let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Uh, red flag warnings up all around the West. The campfire burning near Chico, California, has now become the deadliest wild uh, land fire in U.S. history. As of last night, death count stood at 42. That's a count that will likely go higher as over 200 people are still unaccounted for. Fire officials say the fire has expanded now to 125,000 acres, 30% contained. Now, 200 people not accounted for. 
in the modern communication age, it'd be easy to jump to the conclusion that, look, if you haven't texted somebody or called somebody by now, it's not good. On the other hand, these agencies are so many they're scrambling and doing all kinds right. of stuff. You could end up on a list and right. not even know you're on the list. You're looking for me? I've been here the whole time. Yeah, the way Can these happen. things generally unfold is that the list shrinks away almost entire, entirely as people check in. Yeah. Especially people who, you know, have lost absolutely everything and they have better things to do to occupy their times than check in with the authority. Right. Um, on the other hand, given the nature of this fire, I'm afraid it's not going to be quite as happy as usual. Uh, the, the process of watching these lists shrink. Right. Now, about 52,000 people remain evacuated. 1,300 people are in shelters. A lot of people not knowing if anyone's going to help. Do you trust that the government's going to help everybody? No. Absolutely not. I don't at all. This man doesn't have much faith in the government helping out either. We know that funds get put towards things, but funds don't often make it to where they're needed. I mean, a lot of times it seems like money gets soaked up by this hand, this pocket, and for anything actually goes to the help and the rebuilding of those that have lost everything. And listen, I realize this is kind of right up my alley, and you might expect to hear it from me, but I'm saying it because we've received so many emails and texts and, and the rest from people who have dealt with the fires, whether the current round or last year's or what have you. Small charities, small, local, legitimate GoFundMe pages get the money out in a hurry and do a lot of good in a hurry. Your bigger charities... More bureaucracy, more paperwork generally. Uh, Salvation Army's uh, uh, concentrating on just having meals ready for people who need to eat, which I think is great. So you can go eat. That's no problem. The government programs, and this is from fire survivors, are a nightmare. I'm sure. Tons of paperwork, hours of waiting and calling and following up and appealing and, and weeks and weeks and weeks of effort to get the money. Oh, I can't even imagine how frustrating that'd be when you've been paying taxes your whole life. Um, and uh, I would point out we used to live in a country where neighbors would band together and families would come in and we would take care of each other with the incredible efficiency of human beings as opposed to giant bureaucracies. But we live in an era where you want the authorities to take care of you. That guy's not being cynical. He's just somebody who's paid attention to the news. Yeah. He's probably seen the story of... Uh, semi-trucks full of ice driving around the country after Hurricane Katrina. Right. I mean, just crazy stuff. Meanwhile, the Woolsey fire that's spreading across Ventura and L.A. counties is now 35% contained. That's according to Cal Fire this morning, saying it's uh, burned more than 96,000 acres, destroyed at least 435 buildings. And now power companies, it turns out, may be responsible for starting the deadly Woolsey and campfires raging away in California. SoCal Edison and PG&E both reporting malfunctions just before both fires started. Now at least one state leader is questioning if PG&E is too big and needs to be split up. It takes a spark to cause a fire, and that spark seems to always be coming from PG&E lines, and that's the problem. State Senator Jerry Hill telling KCRA-TV, maybe time to start looking at PG&E's future. The company is still on federal probation after starting the deadly San Bruno explosion. And they just got a bailout from the state for last year's deadly car fire. Although yeah, the... I find it impossible to believe that the technology doesn't exist to take care of these problems. If 
one is willing up willing to give up one's profits for a while, yep. or you know, public private partnership that sort of thing. But boy, once you get something like that into the halls of Sacramento, the, the corruption and hypocrisy is. I mean, I, I don't mean to. I don't want to drive people to suicide this morning. I really don't. But I've just I've seen this process from the inside, and it's really hard to get big government to to do the right thing. It's really hard. Meanwhile, the bullet train, aka the Crony Express, costs just keep going up and up and up. Cost of building the Southern California section of the train could jump by as much as $11 billion over estimates that were released earlier this year. So just to set the scene, originally it was going to be a 10, 20 billion thing. And then, right. as we predicted, it went up to 60. And when it said 60, I was saying at least 100 billion and probably 200 billion. Right. And that's not cynicism, that's realism. Because these projects always go that way. Okay, so now we just tacked on another $11 billion. Yes. At least to one section of the thing. The volley trolley. Yes. I like it. And uh, even with this estimate that just came out, rail authorities caution the new numbers assume a more expansive design than is really likely to ever be built uh, because the rail authority says the entire design and the root of the system in the Southland has not really been selected, has not been finalized. So the cost... Keep on changing. A $200 billion regular speed train virtually no one will ride. Hooray. And by the way, those costs do not include inflation, which would further boost them by 20% by the time construction is completed. There you go. That's Look at Your News. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Got this text. If I lost my cell phone, I couldn't call my kids, my parents, my friends, nobody. I don't know anybody's number. That's a good point. Right. Yeah, I think I know two. I know yours and my wife's. Fascinating glimpse of the future can continue in a moment or two. Also, the glimpse of the past I promised included why my people, Neanderthals, probably died out. Yeah, part of the glimpse of the future, they now think the data from your car might be worth more than your car. To people. Say what? Yeah, that's something. I got a dumb car. I got a dumb TV and a dumb car because I'm a dumb person. Mm. I'm going to continue down that road. But. If the dumb fits. Mm. <laughs> right. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Armstrong and Getty Show. I was showing pictures to my kids last night of me back when I had hair when I was younger. For some reason, they were highly amused by that. Wow. Yeah, our idea of their dad with hair. Looked like you in disguise, I'd imagine. <laughs> Just blew their mind. Right, right. <clears throat> hey, yeah, beautiful hair. That's There's one of them said. Contemporary report. Yeah, exactly. Looking at this interview with the uh, guy who runs Daimler-Benz, um, talking about the future, how their competition isn't other car companies, it's software company. If you're just software companies, if you're just tuning in, he makes the point that uh, Uber owns no cars and is the biggest taxi company in the world. Airbnb, biggest hotel company in the world, owns no properties. That is a pretty powerful uh, thought. Yeah. 
He goes into autonomous cars. So which which kind of makes me feel bad. Because all you needed was an idea. Right. And how many have you had? <laughs> Same number as me. I mean, I, other than, I think I'll get something to eat. I think I'll eat some more. Right. That's an idea. I got a lot of, I got a, this idea of a hat that goes on the side of your head. <laughs> mm. Any of you guys had that idea? Right. In case the wind's blowing. Um, <laughs> from that direction, and only that direction. Well, you could turn. He talks about autonomous cars. You won't own one. You'll call a car with your phone, it'll show up at your location and drive you to your destination. You won't need to park it, pay for the driven distance, you can be productive while driving. Um, It'll change the cities because we'll need 90 to 95% less cars for that. I I hate that because there's nothing I like better than driving out on the open road, but I think this is coming, whether I like it or not. Yeah, um, I guess uh, parking rides. There will be big parking lots at the outskirts of, or outskirts of metro areas, and you can leave your car there and go back to it eventually. But we can transform former parking spaces into parks. All right, of course. Uh, That's what will be done with it. He mentions 1.2 million people die each year in car accidents. Um, what was that number? 1.2 million. Around the world. Right. Okay. With autonomous driving, that will drop to one accident in 6 million miles. Um that will save a million lives each year. Uh, I will point out, just it's worth knowing, opioid overdoses now kill more people in the United States every year than car wrecks. Oh, by far. It's like twice. Right. It's astonishing. But anyway, moving along. Uh, most car companies will probably go bankrupt. They'll try to build uh, better cars, while tech companies will take uh, the revolutionary approach and build computers on wheels. Uh, auto insurance companies will have massive trouble because without accidents, car insurance will become much, much cheaper. Their car insurance business model will slowly disappear. Real estate will change. I don't know how true this is, but it's an interesting thing to contemplate. If you can work while you commute, people will move further away to live in better neighborhoods, more beautiful neighborhoods, that sort of thing. I could absolutely believe that. Maybe not a lot, but at least an extra 10 miles or whatever. Do you have a morning meeting every morning at your job? I used to work at a company that did uh, several mornings a week. You could do that while everybody's rolling. Yeah, or or another 10, 15 miles further out for 10 or 15 more minutes of work that you do in your car might right. be an advantage. That, boy, that's a good point. We've passed up living places because that would be another 15 minutes. Right. I don't want to give up to sleep. Um, he talks about electric cars. I think he is a little, a little overly optimistic about uh, the cheapness and availability of solar energy uh, because you got to generate the power somehow for the electric cars and then you got to do something with the batteries so you know let's tap the brakes on electric cars but we'll see uh he he thinks desalination uh of water salt water is uh becoming much much cheaper God, been, and easier they've been talking about that for years yeah. someday it'll be true i assume right uh, oh i absolutely you got to believe it's it's possible. When that happens, that's a game changer. Oh, no too. kidding. No kidding. That's one of the biggest problems humans have, have had forever. That's why we live so close to the oceans. One of the reasons um, is the ability to travel around and the, all bodies of water, so we have water for this and that. Yeah, when they can, that'd be something. Water, water everywhere and not a drop to drink. Uh, let's see. Health innovations. The Tricorder X price will be announced this year. That the, it's you know after the tricorder from Star Trek that they would wave over you and it'd diagnose you. <laughs> I don't know why Scotty got paid or not Scotty, but Bones got paid anything. Got the tricorder, but anyway, uh, <laughs> it it works from your phone. And this is an early edition, but it takes your retina scan, your blood sample, and you can breathe into it. How does your phone take your blood sample? Hold still, painfully. Yeah, 
It then analyzes 55 biomarkers that will identify many diseases. It'll be cheap, cheap, goodbye medical establishment. Again, that might be a little overenthusiastic. But I could believe that, though, that a lot of your, uh, like I went when I was sick uh, a week or so ago, I went in to get blood taken. I'll bet that goes away in the very near future, where you have all kinds of data about your body readily available to you. We thought we were going to have that from uh, Theranos or whatever that phony company <laughs> was. Right. They thought they'd invented, or they claimed they invented that. Right, right. They talk about 3D printing. The price of the cheapest 3D printer came down from $18,000 to $400 in 10 years. In the same time, it became 100 times faster. All the major shoe companies are already starting to print shoes, or parts of shoes. Yeah, that is also a game changer that will... In the near future, we'll all have one of those in our home. You can't even imagine not having it. Some common airplane parts are already 3D printed in remote airports so they don't have to ship them, so they can do the, the repairs more quickly. Parts of these uh, mic stands that we have, we have a 3D printer here at the the radio ranch. I didn't even know that. Yeah, like these like these little stabilizer things on the mic. Really? Yeah, they 3D print those up. I'll be dang. Which kind? The rubbery part? Yeah, or yeah, the... yeah. Really? Yeah. The future is now. It is. It's all an right. amazing time to be alive. How about Legos? When we can print Legos at home. Ah, that'll be a great time to be alive. Wow. Kids want a Lego set? Zippo Zappo. There you go. Another I'm, Lego I'm set. curing cancer over here, and you want Legos? Yes. All right. That quiets my kids down for a half an hour. <laughs> I'd still step on them, and they hurt. Yeah, they're still as painful. And then, <laughs> bad news masquerading is good news. 70 to 80% of jobs will disappear in the next 20 years. Yeah. There will be a lot of new jobs, but it's not clear if there will be enough new jobs in such a small time. Well, and we don't know what they are, so plan accordingly. Well, and, you know, I tell you what. Every generation has predicted that the technology of that generation will eliminate all jobs, or most jobs, many jobs. And they've always been wrong. They eliminate some jobs and then open up ten in their place. There are a lot of buts, though, to that statement. It has never changed this fast. Oh, yeah, absolutely true. The and gin, the nature of the change. The cotton gin coming along and having that conversation, and that's the the only technological change that happens for 40 years. I mean, that's, you know, you can adjust to that. The way it's happening now, who freaking knows? That stat that I never can remember, but we regularly cite. That Four out of five. 60% of the jobs kindergartners will have haven't been invented yet. All right. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. just, what do you do with that? How about this? There will be a $100 agricultural robot in the future. Farmers in third world countries can become managers of their fields instead of working all day in them. In them. So your robots rise up against you and pull you limb for limb. <laughs> As they must. To assume the rightful place is our overlords. This one is ripe. Put him into the juicer. Oh, <laughs> a chilling vision of the future. Oh, for some reason, the one. robots Juice. are <laughs> juicing humans. I don't know why, but. Uh, they think longevity might uh, increase. Some days I'd like that. Some days not so much. <laughs> I was just thinking about Stan Lee diet, dying at 95. Think how much more life you've got to live if you if you make it to 95 in, in mental and physical health for the most part. Right. That's a long time to yeah. do whatever you're going to do. Remain quite sharp till the end, too, which is uh, everybody's dream. Uh, and then they mention education, but to me they don't go into it nearly enough as... The idea that it costs sixty thousand dollars a year, or you know, twenty to sixty, to go learn what humanity knows, right? Crazy, and participate in discussions and write papers to be graded—that is a bizarre and unsupportable model. Yeah, and the giant money suck university system will soon collapse. Not soon enough for me, I'm afraid, as I have my youngest kid and a sophomore at a major American university. 
and I'm paying through the schnoz. One thing, if I live to be as old as Stan Lee, I'll see a lot of that stuff happen or not. It's going to happen in our lifetimes. Take care of yourself. Maybe mix in a little exercise there, uh, Softy. More on Hillary Clinton running for president in 2020. She will get the nomination according what? to someone who what? knows. What? Yes, stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.